What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? Hi there, it's Paul, and you're listening to What the Footy, the podcast that takes football fans behind the scenes. I knew some other guys liked me, but I didn't know it was to that extent. Imagine being a kid in primary school, now it's a putting ass. Powerful people, and I think they need to recognise that, but then also they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. Let's just win this to appease the fans. Yes, Harrison, how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, mate, sorry for... Uh, Getting you to come and record this, mate. When you're uh, getting ready to go to uh, getting to go to the Bournemouth game, mate. No worries, mate. No worries. Yeah, just just for a bit of context, everyone that's listening, you're probably wondering who Harrison is. We're doing something a little bit different, a little bit different today. Um, I thought sort of as we're at a halfway point since the pod returned Oof, back in back in August. I thought we'd be good to to. All, I've never ever really done anything, Harrison, mate. Uh, to really explain why I started the podcast, to really explain everything in and around it, we've done about what now forty six episodes since since we started back in February, February twenty twenty. Harrison is a student at Central University where he did a football business um, degree, and I've been doing a lot of work at Central University and their students there, bit of guest lecturing, and I thought Harrison's. Been, been sort of helping me in the background with sort of what the fitty sort of little little bits and bobs and uh, ad hoc jobs. So I thought, who better to uh, to ask me me questions? And um, hopefully Harrison doesn't try to uh, to steal my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna leave it leave it in your hands, Harrison, mate. And uh, I'm gonna gonna let you uh, fire away some questions, man. Well, well, thanks for having me on here. And and I think the first question is, as you always do, is What's football to you? Is it a business or a sport and why? Yeah, do you know, it is. It's, it's a fascinating one, Harrison, actually, mate, because um, I think since doing this and listening to all the different guests that have come on and sort of spoken about what football football is to them, it's, it's almost shaped and changed my perspective a little bit as well. I think fundamentally it's a sport at hand, but let's, let's not deny that if anything is... It's, it's become more of a business and we're seeing it now. I don't know if you saw Thibaut Courtois um, come out recently talking about more matches, more TV coverage. And, and I think it's, it's definitely a thing whereby it's that constant battle between the commerciality of sport and the, and the essence of sport and what sport is and who sport is for. So I think to me as a fan who goes to the games, goes to the matches in the away end, in the home end, Going abroad to watch England as well. Um, to me, to me as a fan, it's a sport. But someone who is kind of in and around football and and sort of speaking with guests, there's no denying that it is a business. I've, I've done. Do you know what is? I've just done what I try and get all my guests to not do, which is sit on the fence. But I think to me emotionally and nostalgic, sort of nostalgic sort of wise, it's a sport. But I think really, it's, it's just it's just really a business, and I think. The best person who summed it up on here was Kevin Ryan, one of our bonus episodes. Yeah, Kevin puts together the um, the fan engagement survey, which which I'm sure you've probably seen that comes out annually. And he said that football is is it's been complicated over the last sort of twenty years. It's twenty two people, 
uh, men and women, boys and girls. You were on a pitch and in and around, you have different stakeholders and different sort of moving parts. And I think over the last sort of 20 years, we've seen those moving parts increase. And that's what we always explore on the podcast, whether that's what we're seeing, like fashion collaborations, like brands like Palace and, and Trapstar and Burberry coming to football, whether that's private equity coming into football, whether that's uh, Wolves launching a record label, for example. So that's my long-winded answer, Harrison, to that um, to that to that question that we always always pose at the start, man. That's really interesting. Just just a quick follow up on that. What do you think more guests lean towards out of the two from from your experience? I think for a lot of guests, it's hard because. Speaking to people who are really, like, I think Mike, Mike Riggs sort of, I think Mike Riggs summed up really well is that like when you're working and when you're working, like for everyone growing up, like you go to your first game when you're like seven or eight or or, 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 or however old you are and you fall in love with your, your local team and go into the games and the passion for you. And then like a lot of the guests who come on the podcast, they they they, they do a job, they, they, they work in football and it takes a lot out of you emotionally, um, you want to win every game of you're a player. When you when you work for a football club, it takes a take takes the life out of you. And and I think a lot of them lead lead lean to almost it being 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 a business. And 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 there's always been interesting perspective. Like um, just just sort of you asking that question, I'm thinking to, to sort of Neil Bamford when he came on. Interesting perspective from him as well. Obviously, being a coach um, at QPR right now, and worked at Arsenal as well. And even he recognises. The, the business aspects of it as well. And, and there's a lot more, I think, especially with the role of the technical director, sporting director, bridging sort of the gap between the business side and the sports side as well. I think people are recognising recognizing that, that it is more of a business. So I think there's a, there's a lot more leaning towards uh, towards that side, man. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, but starting with the sort of the origin of the podcast, going back to the beginning, what was it? that made you start the podcast and, and what was the inspiration behind it? Well, what, what sort of made me start? I think the best place to sort of start with is that I was originally a lover of podcasts. I just loved the format in and around sort of, I'd say like 2018, 2019, when I sort of initially sort of had the idea for starting this all up. Mate, honestly, I was literally going to work, working in sort of North London, going into work, mate, and... Every, every morning just listening to a podcast, whether that was a business podcast like How I Built This, whether that was uh, the Gary V Audio Experience, whether that was that Peter Crouch podcast, one of my favourite podcasts is cracking up to that. And I just, I love the format of, of podcasts and, and audio and, and the way the audio sort of space is going. But I think sort of mainly for me, being being a massive, massive football fan, I've just always had, I won't say... I was, I was almost a bit disillusioned with, with my football club and sort of, I wanted to really understand how decisions were being, were being made. Um, and I was always of the belief, Harrison, like you support Bournemouth, I support Arsenal. I've got friends that support West Ham. I've got friends that support Newcastle, that support Man United, that support Birmingham City. I've got friends that support clubs all over the world and all over the country and, and across all divisions, mate. And, Football is a very tribal, tribal sport. You only really care about your biggest rivals, your own football club, and the clubs that are stopping you from achieving your goals. So you're a Bournemouth fan. So the clubs that you like, for example, today on a Saturday, you're you're looking at for the results for the teams that are going to stop Bournemouth from getting promoted. You're not you're not looking at 
yeah. the bottom end of the table because that doesn't concern you as a as a fan. And despite that tribalism, I always believed that all football fans want the same thing. We all want the best players. We all want good owners who are going to invest into our football clubs. We want them to come in with great strategy. We want them to come in with great ideas and vision and 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 effectively, we we, we want to be we want to be happy. We want to be engaged. We want to feel supported. We want to feel listened to. We want that dialogue. And I was always of the view that at the time it almost felt as though football was a bit broken. And seeing stuff like the European Super League, and like if if, if honestly, if everyone goes back and listens to the archive of every every podcast that, that has been done so far, everything has almost been like, for example, everyone now is talking about this whole clash between FIFA and UEFA and more games and 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 uh, player welfare and and like what what Tebow Quattara was saying. But go back to my episode, episode 12 with, with Rowena. We spoke about this stuff well over a year ago. And this and, and I think for me it's that whole idea of of almost that sort of idea of fans all want the same thing and being able to sort of sit down with people who work within the game in different sorts of spheres and just just give people insight, just sort of educate them really. And I think for me, a big part of that was that in in football, you don't really hear directors come out. You don't really hear people speak um, openly and honestly because of maybe aspects of it being heavily media trained, heavily sort of a lot of it's controlled through sort of PR and messaging and, and sort of aspects like that. And I was just really big to, to get on people like Les Reed, who, who was, was an influential and great character at Southampton Football Club, Mike Rigg, people who just know the game have been in, been, been in and around the game with the biggest, biggest characters, whether that's owners, directors, players, been in the big negotiations, the big meetings with the likes of Virgil van Dijk's and, and whoever and, 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 and getting them to just, just speak honestly and openly. And I think that's what I felt football was almost lacking. And and, and that's one of the main drivers in, in in starting it as well. And I think for me as well, I, I was been fortunate enough to work at two Premier League football clubs and sort of know different people in different aspects of the game as well. And I always felt that everyone always has a perception of different characters within the game. And I think it was it's, it's important. I think I've been able to, to sort of do it a bit as well. It's just sort of demystify certain roles and characters and speaking with agents and there's some fantastic agents in the game and and some great directors and some great owners and people who are doing some really good things and bringing great change into the game and just just giving people a platform really in 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 all honesty mate and just bridging that gap between fans stakeholders the big ideas and very very long answer there mate uh, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm, I'm really i'm really passionate about it and, and, and even linked to that as well is um the different intersections of football coming into it. I think, um, like I sort of said at the start when you asked me about football, is it a business or a sport? Like we've seen like luxury fashion brands coming to football. We're seeing private equity investors wanting a slice of the pie. We're seeing the influence of music coming into it. We're seeing different like data and technology and different sort of aspects. And I'm, I'm a bit of a geek and a nerd. And uh, if you're a football fan and you're a bit of a geek and a nerd, then it's, it's, it's a brilliant podcast because we explore those those sort of niche intersections of, of the game and how 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 the game is how the game is growing and how how the game's progressing, man. And you just talked about a lot of different aspects of football and and different parts of the game and, and you've had people obviously from from all backgrounds on the podcast. Do you do you think 
since starting the podcast and listening to what the guests have had to say, do you think your opinions on football as a whole have changed? And when you're watching a game, do you, are you thinking different to you were before you start the podcast? 100%, man. And I think that's that's the thing that I want to get. That's almost a journey that I want people to to go on with the podcast, mate. And like I'll, I'll never forget, I had episode 21, I had Anna Mitchell, who's Chief Commercial Officer at Portsmouth. And... I had a lot of messages coming through, and this is what this is what I wanted people like when I when I literally sat down because everything I've done with the podcast, it wasn't just like I want to make a podcast. I did a pilot episode, sent it out to people to sort of give me feedback and give me give me some sort of data on there. I went to a podcast masterclass with the guys at One Fine Play. Shout out One uh, One Fine Play, James Bishop, um, those guys there as well. And that episode twenty one, I had people turn around to me and say. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I was listening to Anna speak about the strategy, the vision, the ideas, and it was it almost made me think, I wonder what the people at my football club are doing. And I think for me, that's that's a big that's a big part of it. And for me, just listening to listening to people, whether that's uh, Steve Morrow, he was head of youth scout in Arsenal and, and sort of breaking down. Break, break, almost breaking down how scouting works and what it's like behind the scenes, whether that's Les Reed coming on and, and speaking openly and honestly, whether that's speaking with players, whether that's speaking with people like Daniel G and Kieran Maguire on the podcast, people who were just great, great commentators and great communicators within within the sort of football content space. Honestly, mate, it's, it's, it's an absolute privilege, mate, sitting down with people who just... You just have so much insight, mate, and, and, and you learn so much. And I think if it's if I describe the podcast, mate, it's, it's just it's a thing whereby like there's, there's no way you can like you can listen to it and and, and not have your views and perspectives change and, and and not think differently about things and 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 understand why things are the way they are, why deals are the way they are, why things take longer than you think they're going to take why um for example like everyone's talking about the Newcastle takeover and and how and, and I think that's a fascinating thing right there actually because like take for example Newcastle if you want to understand how Newcastle are going to get from where they are now to maybe winning the Premier League or getting into the Champions League uh in let's say x amount of years go back and listen to every single podcast all, all, all 46 podcasts that have been done so far because you will, under, you, will, you will listen to them, you'll get the perspective of a Steve Morrow, what it takes to, to build a successful um, youth setup. Listening to Neil Banford, the first age, age group that he worked with at Arsenal was Ashley Cole's generation, right through to the Eddie and Ketia generation, how to build a successful academy, which Arsenal have done. Then you'll go and listen to, to Daniel G talk about football governance and regulation. Uh, which we'll obviously see now with, with, with a lot of the talks that, that are going on right now. Then you go and listen to Mike Rigg and Les Reed and Anna Mitchell and you understand, okay, how are they going to build the strategy, build the vision? Then you'll go and listen to the episode with Matthew McDermott, who's a, um, a kit designer, about how they're going to sort of leverage fashion. And you'll go and listen to the Daniel Beckley episode and listen to how they're going to build commercial revenue streams in innovative ways through music, for example. So, it's honestly, it's a, it's a it's a bank of a bank of knowledge if you're if you're a bit of a, of a geek and a nerd like me, mate. I think you, no, I think you've just given a great summary of the podcast there, and, and talked a lot about what happens within it. 
Um, I want to do something now as well that you throw it at your guests every time they come on, and that's the, the what the footy line for. So um, do you want to hit me with some of the statements that you've got prepared? Oh, mate, I've got some good ones for you, mate. I had a hard think. Um, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, poker face on, yeah? When I was younger, the famous Arsenal scout, Steve Rowley, came to watch me play. Okay. That's one. Yep. Shout out Steve Rowley. Um, the next one is I have lifted the League Cup. Yeah. I've lifted the League Cup. Okay. Um, and then the final one is my god brother has played for six clubs that are currently in the Premier League. Okay, okay. Just yeah. just to check, how many of these are true? How many of what's the so it's it's two are true and one one is a lie. Okay, so okay. the famous Arsenal scout Steve Rowley came to watch me play when I was younger. Yeah, and you said I've six lifted, clubs. I've lifted the League Cup, lifted the League Cup with my hands, these hands right here that have been gymming away, mate. <laughs> um, and my god brother has played for, he's played for, for quite a few clubs, my god brother, and six of them are currently in the Premier League. Do you know what? Knowing, knowing you like I do, I reckon that the lie is that the six clubs and it's going to be something like he's played for like two or three. Two or three, yeah, okay. Is that, is that your final answer, yeah? That's going to be my final answer. All right, awesome. We'll, 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 uh, we'll find that towards the end, Harrison. We'll find that towards the end. Uh, that's fine. Just We'll move on to, to um, 2021 and the, and the season you've so, sort of just done and, and, and are through at the moment. Um, do you want to just give people a recap of what's happened so far this year and, and maybe what's to come up and what you've got planned for the future? Yeah, man, definitely, man. So it's, it's, it's been a really, really exciting 2021 for the podcast. And I think um, this year was just all about pushing the boat, really, man. So I kicked it off with, with Chris Kirkland. I always love sitting down and speaking with, with players, particularly ex-players, because I think ex-players, they get to almost, they've played the game, they get to look back on their career and, and almost analyse it and almost think, think about it from a different perspective. Because when you're in it, like you're in it, literally. And I think, Chris just gave some absolute gems speaking about how mental health affected him when he was playing and after when he was playing. So many great stories, so much insight. Um, Steve Steve Morrow, Neil Banfield, great, great insight from, 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 from those guys there. A lot to do with coaching, scouting, data. Honestly, like, you think about... Uh, Steve working working with the likes of Emil Smith Rowe, Bukayo Saka, players who have seen come to come to fruition and lead the National Football Club right now. Um, Neil Bamfield, twenty one years coaching at Arsenal alongside Arsene Wenger, working with Dennis Bergkamp, Santi Cazorla. But honestly, like being even an Arsenal fan, like, even if you're not an Arsenal fan, just un- listen to them and hearing about the game and how the game works. Um, Ben Marks, Ben Marks at, at, at Reading, talking about player care, which is which is a hot topic, a very important topic. A lot of ins, insight there as well. We spoke about NFTs with, with Steve Medicina, 
something a bit different. I like to mix it up every now and again. Um, Les Reed, Les Reed for me, that's just been one of the highlights of the year so far, man. Um, Toby Wakefield, brand director for Jesse Lingard, um, really, really cool guy. Um, a lot of insight there as well there. And then obviously bringing it back in August, Tony Sharkey, shout out Tony Sharkey, Football Transfer Forum, that's, that's going to be going to be live as well. They're doing a live event in November. Make sure you get yourself down there, guys, as well. Shout out to Tony, a really good guy. Christian Hurley at UM. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard about UM, but if you haven't, check out their YouTube channel. And then, yeah, just, 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 just a little mixed bag. Really. And, and I think that's, that's, the really, that's the real sort of niche about the podcast and what makes it unique is that every week we're touching on different strands and areas of the football business and what's going on, whether that's what Christian's doing with UM and the, the sort of rise now we're seeing in terms of content creators and footballers and whether that's Ben Foster with the Cycling GK, whether that's um, Chunks and Philly collaborating and doing stuff with, with a lot of players like Jack Grealish and Mason Mount, um, music and football with Daniel Beckley, um, and then like your pure, pure football um, stuff with Mike Rigg and sort of stuff with Tony as well. So, um, Lots of lots of different things there and different different um and that's that's really been been what we've been what, what I've been doing so far really man and um the plan is really mate in all honesty the plan is just bigger and better mate bigger and better topics looking at trends where things are going speaking about that um being ahead of the curve um landing some dream guests <laughs> and um just just maybe covering some areas that haven't been sort of delved into enough detail a lot of feedback around speaking about broadcasting tv rights um streaming ott so something in the pipeline for that as well man but um but yeah yeah it sounds exciting and i'm conscious people don't probably don't want to listen to us for that long so do you want to hit me with the answer to the uh what the footy line for and then i'll give you one final question to to send us off at the end yeah, definitely, mate. Was so, I right? So, mate, so, 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 so. So when I was younger, the famous Arsenal scout, Steve Rowley, came to watch me play. That is, in yeah. fact, true, mate. He did actually come to watch me play. I must have been about eight at the time, eight or nine, um, playing, playing like a little summer tournament. Steve came down, um obviously got to meet him uh, all of us got to meet him really and a uh, really good guy um, and he knows mate he knows I, I don't think I played to be fair me and my, my team got to the final um, to be flashed now I don't remember if we won or we lost the final but um, but yeah um, that was that was good fun and I've lifted the league cup that is actually in fact a line mate I've actually lifted the FA cup mate Um Okay, okay. One of my first jobs was working at Arsenal and uh, we used to do like the stadium tours and stuff like that. So obviously you've got to carry the trophy and uh and uh <laughs> carry carry the trophy for the uh for the stadium stadium tour. Um so um so yeah, and then and then my godbrother has actually played for six, he's actually played mate for uh Six current Premier League clubs, mate. Shout out Adi Akinbayi. Um, and uh, current six clubs, mate. Norwich, Brighton, Wolves, Leicester, Palace and Burnley, mate. 
Okay, well, you got me there. I, I'd, um, I went with the um, the God brother, but knowing you're an Arsenal fan, I probably should have realised you probably weren't near the League Cup. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> you know, mate, you haven't won that thing since 1993, mate. Um, yeah, I should work that one out. <laughs> no, hope, hopefully we can change that scene anyway, man. Hopefully we can change that scene. <laughs> um, right, final question. I, I know you like to end on on this with with your guests as well. Um, what the footy needs to change or happen within football, in your opinion? Oof, oof, oof. What the footy needs to change or happen? Do you know what it is? I think, um, I think, I think for me, and it's probably linked to, to why I started this in the, in the first place. And I think, I think it was, um, I think it was Kieran Maguire that actually mentioned this when he came on the podcast with Kevin Wright. Um, for me, the main reason why I started this was I, I, I had the, the view that I didn't think there was enough dialogue going on between fans and stakeholders, whether that's broadcast was putting kickoff times as early as possible. Like I've, I've got, I've got to go to a 12.30, 12.30 game in a few weeks' time. I, have to get, I probably have to get up at about 7am, mate, just, just to be able to get, to, to get down for that game on a, on a Saturday. Um, whether that's fans and broadcasters, fans and federations, whether that's fans and governing bodies, whether that's fans and their football clubs, just sort of more conversation, more dialogue going in, whether that's um, a fan on every board, like I think Kieran and, and uh, Kieran and Kev, uh, Kev said. Um, but yeah, just more dialogue, more conversation is sort of happening, more listening. I think it's really important that, and um Something like something that stands out to me is I remember having Tom Goringer on here. Tom, Tom, fantastic guy. Tom, um, commercial director right now at, at Bristol, Bristol Rovers. He's worked at Brighton with Paul Berger, one of the best, best CEOs in the game. He's worked at Cardiff. And one thing he used to do at Cardiff was go around and she just go into pubs and just just listen to fans and listen to what they're saying. I think we need we need, we need a lot of that, but just not from clubs, mate, from from everyone that's involved in the game because. I think one thing that football should, should always remember is that without fans, without players, there's, there's, there's no football, mate. <laughs> there's literally no football. And yeah. um, it's always important to remember that. And just, just involving fans, and involving fans in those conversations, I think it's, it's important. And it applies to, to any industry, really, mate. Like if you're working in, if you're working selling a product, mate, uh, you, customer, customer engagement, Listening, listening, social media, listening tools, customer engagement, really, really important in, in any industry. If you want to develop a product, if you want to develop ideas, if you want to, if you want to push your brand. So I think the same should apply to football as well, man. So I'm um, definitely, definitely a lot more of those. I know AGMs happen, and I and I know you've been involved, obviously, with, with Bournemouth as well in um in um in some sort of sessions that have been sort of going on, but more of those, but across the board, mate, because. Like you first sort of asked me that sort of first question: Is it a business or a sport? It's, it's it's a business because there's various stakeholders who are involved in the game and just involving fans in that in that overall process, man. Yeah, fully, and and I hope obviously that people have have learned some stuff about you and this, and and enjoyed getting to know you a bit better, and and you've definitely given a, a good insight, I think, into into the podcast. And, and thanks for allowing me to put the questions to you today. 
Harrison, mate, I'm just hoping that when, when this goes out, man, people aren't going to be saying to me that um, I should let you uh, you take my job, mate, because uh, you've done a fantastic <laughs> job, mate. And honestly, if you've made it to the end of it and you've listened to this, I just thought it would be a nice sort of experiment doing this uh, with Harrison. Harrison is a great guy. He's been really helpful trying to get ahead in the game himself as well. And, um, and yeah, bit of an experiment and if you made it to the end thank you very much for for listening and uh, have a very very blessed blessed week as well cheers harrison mate cheers what the footy what the footy what the footy what the footy knew some other guys liked me but i didn't know it was to that Imagine extent being a kid in primary school now supporting <laughs> powerful people and i think they need to recognize that but then also they need to be represented the right way. Sport in general is nothing without fans. Uh, based on you know, one single source of revenue alone, that being the TV. Let's win in the league. Let's just win this to appease the fans.